0: Hey there, this is Vicki Arsenault, and you're listening to another episode of Faithing Your Fears. Hey there, how's it going today? I hope that you are having a fabulous day so far. I wanted to let you know before I forget that I finally created a Facebook page for the Faithing Your Fears podcast so if you want to go over to facebook and like the page or follow it whatever they call it now please feel free to go over there because i will be posting different clips of the podcast other inspirational things and devotionals along the way i don't know why i hadn't thought of this sooner because this podcast isn't super connected to my business i mean if you needed the courage and inspiration in order to start your own business then this will help you but this isn't a business podcast it's more of just a ministry type thing that I just enjoy doing and you know last December God told me to do this and so I've been doing it consistently every single week I never miss one it's probably the one thing that I'm super consistent in <laughs> so yay uh, so you can head on over to facebook.com slash faithingyourfears and follow if you would like. And also feel free to leave comments and let's get to know each other on there. I think that would be so much fun. So I'm excited to see you there. All right. Well, today what I wanted to chat with you about was the Proverbs 31 woman. Have you ever read Proverbs 31? Because this woman is a rock star. She is like the be all and end all of women in the Bible. So I'm going to read a little bit of this because if you haven't read it, I want you to get what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right, here we go. So we're going to start with uh, just verse 13. Okay. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant's ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. Girls, I can't read. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where she, where he sits with other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. It just goes on and on. Now, <laughs> Let's just go back over this for a second. Because if I were going to compare myself to the Proverbs 31 woman, I'd be like, I don't know, a Proverbs 87 woman. Because uh, I don't relate at all to most of this, right? So, um, first of all, I don't sew. I don't bring in my food from afar. I get it at the local grocery store. Right? I don't get up and prepare breakfast for anybody. I mean, when my kids were little. But <laughs> not anymore. Uh, and then um, I'm not a great planner. So planning a day for anybody besides myself is never a good thing. Um, I don't garden. So I don't plan on buying a field or planting a vineyard. Um, let's see. Her hands are busy spinning thread. Oh my gosh. Like literally, she makes her own bedspreads. What? Okay. No, I don't do that. Dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Like, I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of girl. So, um, nope, not that either. Her husband is well-known at the city gates. Well, my husband is well-known in our area uh, because he's been a police officer here for um, 32 years. So, people have gotten to know him over the years. And, yes, he's very respected and loved. Um, That has nothing actually to do with me, though. (laughs) So, anyway, as you're reading through Proverbs 31, you can get in this headspace where you're like, whoa, whoa. Is that what I'm supposed to be? Oh my gosh. No way. So let me just set you free from that. You don't have to be the Proverbs 31 woman. Okay. We're just going to scroll down to uh, verse 30. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. You know, the parts that I didn't read that you guys can go read, Proverbs 31, is just talking about that she's clothed with strength and digni- dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. She has wise words and she's kind and she just watches over her household and, you know, is, is, doesn't suffer from laziness. So the big thing, though, is that she fears the Lord and that's that. The fear doesn't mean that she's afraid of God. So, in case you're not sure, this kind of fear means reverence. This kind of fear means respect, deep love, admiration, awe. That's what this fear means. Not, I'm going to hunker down and hide from God because I'm afraid. This is the point of the whole thing. It's not that we have to go out and be this particular woman and do the things she did because she's like, you know, perfect. No, it's just that with our hearts, we want to just love the Lord and be open to what it is he has for us to do our, do the things that he has set to us, put our hands to work to the things that he's asked us to do to play our role in this lifetime So last week, we talked a little more about how each of us makes up a part of the body. Now, that's the body of Christ. But also, you think about how your own personal physical body works, right? There are things that are outward that everybody sees. Your eyes, your nose, your smile, your ears, your hair, your skin color, long nails, short nails, what you're wearing, all the things, right? But the things that are keeping us alive... Nobody can see. Nobody can see our lungs and our heart and our liver and our stomach and all of the many parts that are inside our body. All of those parts are doing their job and they're not even getting any recognition, right? The recognition comes from everybody seeing what's on the outside. Well, sometimes your role in this lifetime, what God has you doing may not be something that everybody sees all the time. But what you're doing is so vital and so important and so life-giving. And I wanted to bring that forward to you today so that you can embrace that. So when we look at the Proverbs 31 woman, we don't have to look at her and say, oh, this is just how she is and I don't measure up in that way. No, no, no. The point is to celebrate her, to celebrate other women, to just celebrate the, the role that each of us plays in the body of Christ. I know I touched on it last week, but I, I just feel like it is something that is so important for us to gather because comparison will steal your joy. It'll steal your peace. It'll steal so much from you. And so our whole focus is just to love the Lord, be in awe of him. That alone, you, I mean, that alone is faith building. That alone changes people's lives. When they see you just loving the Lord, man, I mean, you can't have a better testimony or a better job on this planet than to just be um, a, a testimony to how much you love the Lord and that you're kind But I want you to also think about other women in the Bible um, who weren't maybe of the best uh, profession, but still had a lasting impact. So I want to think about Rahab. Rahab you can read about in Joshua chapter two, but she was a harlot. And yet she changed history. Because even though she was not making good choices in her life, when the spies were sent in to go check out Jericho, she hid them on her rooftop, a couple of them. She could have obeyed her king and like turned them in. But she didn't. She hid them. And then when people came to the door, she sent them in the other direction, like totally lied. (laughs) They went that way. But man, how courageous was she to do that? That one thing. And did you know that when Jericho came tumbling down, her and her family were spared? And not only that, that choice led her to be included in the whole line of people that led to the birth of Jesus. Can you believe that? So this woman, who is a harlot, does the right thing. Even one time she did the right thing. Made a massive impact on history. Because of her, eventually, King David was born. And eventually, Jesus was born. Like, how cool is that? There are so many women in the Bible that had massive impact. And you even just think, I mean, out of all the books of the Bible, two of them are named after women, right? Esther and Ruth. So cool. Think about that. So do what you're called to do and do it without apologizing. Do it without looking for glory. Just do it because you hear that God is putting in your spirit that you need to do this thing or that thing. Reach out to that person that needs to hear from you. Do the job that you're here to do and do it well. So I just wanted to encourage you with that today. The Proverbs 31 woman, that's you. You don't have to do all the things. I don't do most of those things. <laughs> and I, you know, I remember I was going to a church uh, back in the 90s. I was living in Concord, New Hampshire, and I was going to a church. And literally, I swear, every person there, every woman there, made her own dresses and sewed her kids' clothes and baked everything from scratch. And I, they probably didn't, but it just felt that way, right? Because I was like my mid-20s and I was like feeling very out of place because I don't enjoy any of that stuff. I've never enjoyed any of that stuff. And I thought, man, is this what I'm supposed to look like? (laughs) Is this what I'm supposed to do? Because I don't think I can do this. And uh, so I had to go through that time of just saying, no, God didn't create me to be a domestic goddess. <laughs> That's not who I am. <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, but he did create some people to be that way, which is amazing. Uh, but I am not that way. And I had to just learn to be okay. Like, Vicki, you're not made that way. You're made the way he made you. Sometimes I I felt like uh, I was more of like the typical guy than the typical girl <laughs> because just how I thought about things and the things that I did, the things that I enjoyed were not like I'm putting hand quotes here of girly. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, so that was in the '90s. I definitely felt a little out of out of place there, but I was there for a couple of years at that church because you know there were some people there that I really liked and. I just liked hanging out with my friends So, uh, and I got a lot of good stuff from it and I had to also learn to discern what was true to my spirit and what wasn't because there were some things that were taught that I totally did not agree with like whatsoever. Not evil things, not things completely unscriptural or anything like that. It was just things that just didn't line up with my spirit and who I was and who I knew God to be. You know, I wasn't, we just were at different levels of revelation, which was perfectly fine. Um, so anyhow, sometimes things like that help you grow stronger in your own relationship with God and your own understanding of the Bible. But I don't want to go on about that. Um, but I just want you to really just think about and embrace who you are. You know, your journey is your journey it's your journey is your destination it's not the be all and end all of where you think you're going to get to because when you get to that place you're like oh, what's next what's next what's next it's always a what's next <laughs> so um i just want you to embrace who you are as a person and to walk in the steps that god has laid out for you because he knows exactly where he wants you to go and exactly where he wants you to be but He's also not pushy, right? If God were a pushy, overbearing God, Adam and Eve would never have bothered to eat that fruit because God would have stepped in and been like, nope, don't touch that. I already told you, don't touch that. But he didn't. He let them make their decisions, right? So he lets us do that. He is a loving father. I don't know what your relationship with your father looked like, your your earthly father, but God is an all loving father beyond what we can even understand. I was fortunate enough to have a loving father, but God loves me even more than he possibly could have. So I just wanted to, um, encourage you with that today. Like God's not mad at you. He's not disappointed with you. He doesn't think you failed. You can never fail in any way so much that God would not love you and just adore you. So I just want you to remember that today. You are so deeply loved by God. And don't ever forget that. So just go be you because you are what the world needs. Not a photocopy of somebody else. Just you. Alright, well that is it for this week. I will see you next time. And again, you can head on over to facebook.com slash fears if you want to follow me and uh, leave some comments and get inspired in other ways over on that page. Right now, there's nothing there. So let's go light it up, huh? All right. I'll see you next week. Bye.